welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. Welcome, everybody. Uh, my name is Todd, and I'm a recovering sexaholic. Uh, my co-leader here is Gary. And the topic we'll be sharing on today, and hopefully you'll be sharing on as well, is acceptance is the key. Uh, please turn off any electronics, and please do not record any of this session. In the spirit of the fifth tradition, to carry the message, this session is recorded. The recorder will not be turned off during this session. If you do not want to be recorded but need to share, we encourage you to attend another non-recorded meeting. Please do not touch the recording equipment. If you want to, to share, come up to the front, sit next to us, to our left, your right, and use the microphone. Please leave the microphone on the table. Do not touch it because it makes noise in the recording. Thank you. Uh, let's begin with a moment of silence for all those who uh, are still suffering and unable to attend a meeting, followed by the serenity prayer. Prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Thy will, not mine, be done. Uh, again, our topic is acceptance is the key. We will share for uh, uh, five or six minutes, uh, probably each, about how the topic applies in our lives. And then we will open up the meeting for all of you to share. You will each have, what, three minutes uh, to share uh, before uh, time is called. Is someone willing to be a timekeeper for us? We have a volunteer. Thank you. Uh, my name's Gary, a recovering sexaholic. Uh, sobriety dates October 30th of 08. Um, so acceptance is the key. Um, so I thought I would uh, share my story a little bit, uh, what it used to be like, what it's like now, and the role that acceptance has uh, played in that. Um, so I had a pretty normal upbringing uh, from my end. Anyways, I found out in therapy I had some things happen. Um, but first marriage of 24-plus uh, years, I acted single pretty much from the get-go. Um, had a boss introducing me to uh, massage parlors about two months into my working career, and it was a start of a Jekyll Hyde uh, existence. Uh, that went on uh, extensive use of sex trade affairs, one-night stands. Uh, just acted single the entire time. Um, I initiated a divorce, uh, met my new partner. Could not have asked for a better person. She is here with me. Um, I disclosed everything to her. I had a clean slate. And I didn't stop the fantasizing and masturbation. And gradually, the uh, majority of the habits came back. Um, and uh, just basically, you know, pretty much destroyed her. Um, when uh, discovery happened, I'd asked my wife to set up my laptop at a convention in Vegas. Uh, it was actually on our anniversary. 
Um, I got a text from her, asked me to come back to room, and just something in my gut said something was wrong. Uh, the gig was up. So um, that's where it uh, sort of how it happened in a nutshell. Um, so acceptance for me um, was really that first night when I got caught. That uh, I, you know, I couldn't hide that lie anymore. I was even my therapist said I was really good at hiding that stuff. Um, so I was able to live the dual life. Um, lived it very well. Um, you know, pretty much was heartless in terms of worrying about what other people thought, whether it was my kids. Uh, lies would roll off my tongue like it was just normal. I was just really, really good at it. Um, and it, the acceptance of it brought a lot of fear, fear that I could uh, lose my marriage again, um, get my net worth cut in half. Uh, money was very important to me. Um, I pre, pre-discovery, I thought that uh, it was okay, I'll just find another wife, and so be it, not realizing what I had and what I had to lose. So um, shortly, shortly after discovery, a uh, therapist told me I you know, might need a sex addiction counselor. Uh, it's the first time I'd really thought of it and, or been aware of it. Uh, by the way, awareness became my number one word in this program. You know, I was aware of who I am. Um, and that, uh, that party shortly thereafter led me to my, my home group, which is about less than five minutes from where I live in a small town. So coming to accept it, um, you know, honesty had to come into play. Um, you know, I was spiritually bankrupt that, uh, you know, I just didn't care. I had massive complacency that centered in on my life. Um, and so once, once that became clear and the, you know, the massive damage I did to my wife, um, she agreed she would give us uh, a year to see if, you know, if there was a change. Uh, change wasn't words. Change was uh, change of heart showing her actions. Okay, what I said meant nothing. Uh, we've redone our vows. We have, you know, I feel we have a relationship today I never dreamed was possible. Um, but I still have to accept that, you know, no longer... No matter how long I'm on this road, I'm, you know, the same distance from the ditch. Um, this time of the year is always, you know, more trouble, more troubling with the eyes just by the nature of, uh, not dressed up. I'm from Canada, so we can get pretty bundled up in the wintertime. Um, but, you know, that still wouldn't, wouldn't matter to me if they were bundled up. So I had to, you know, I had to accept coming back to that who I was, who I had become. Um, but I also had to accept that there was change if I chose to, but I had to be full in on it. I had my armor on. The previous session, someone talked about having the armor. Yeah, every day I need that. Uh, you know, I need to go to meetings. I need to do service work. Um, you know, I had to check my ego. I had to eat a ton of humble pie. I had to do whatever I was prepared to accept. I needed to do whatever was required to get sober and to stay sober. That was, you know, it was a daily challenge. Um, you know, I work on the internet every day with my, with my job. So I did, you know, I, you know, accept that I needed boundaries. I was powerless over watching certain TV shows. So we got rid of most of the stuff that was, you know, at home and it was in front of me. I, I can't handle that stuff being in front of me continually. I can, uh, I can choose to, to live differently. Um, in terms of um, acceptance that, you know, whatever, even even with my wife today, um, 
there are times when I know she's wrong with something and I, the little boy in me wants to jump out and criticize her. I'm better to keep my, keep my mouth shut. And, uh, cause she's a lady that I love and adore and cherish and not to hurt her. So that's hard. Um, but I think the going to whatever lengths that I had to go to for acceptance, but you know, I am an addict. That's not going to change. I, you know, my brain was wired that way for 45 years. Um, but you know, our program and working the steps, especially steps, uh, step four, finding what my character defects were. Um, you know, I need to accept how they affected me in my life. That was a huge, uh, huge awareness for me. And, uh, with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Gary. Again, I'm Todd, recovering sexaholic. For me, I, I, uh, I just felt like I, I wanted to share with you different aspects of acceptance and, and what that means to me in this program. Um, starting with acceptance, um, you know, an easy, easy thing to, to know for me at least that what I need to accept are, are some of the facts that, uh, that I didn't accept, uh, for a long time and, and that, uh, I don't want to always dwell on at least some of the negative ones, but, uh, but I need, need, uh, to not forget, right? So, um, you know, I, I need to accept that, yes, I was that self-centered person, that bastard. Um, but, uh, and I need to accept that, that I was selfish, that, but I also need to accept that I was wounded, um, and I also need to accept, though, from those negative things that I don't have to be that today. Right? I have a choice every time I wake up uh, to accept to be, uh, to not be that person and to let God uh, create me to be something else. Um, and I have, uh, can accept that uh, despite my beating myself up for all those years, I do have a good heart and that God uh, cares about my heart. And that God can and will, if sought, uh, show me His will today and what I need to do. So those are our facts of acceptance. The, the acceptance is also, for me, a key to my peace and my sec- and circumstance. Um, Put hand after uh, uh, two minutes. Okay. And with that, the floor is open. I'm Tim, grateful recovering sexaholic. Grateful for the opportunity to be here. Acceptance is actually one of the hard-fought battles I've had in my recovery. Um, just give you a quick, brief history. Uh, started acting out at four, introduced pornography at six, masturbating at thirteen, sexually assaulting at thirteen, uh, in jail at thirty-four, uh, sentenced to seven hundred and twenty days spent which was a miracle because I was supposed to spend seven to nine years in prison. Ended up 540 days in jail. I had to accept the fact that I was not going to rebuild a marriage of 12 years and that I would, in fact, not talk to one of my sons ever again for the rest of his life and uh, and have only spoken once uh, to two of my children and 
in the last 11 years. Um, I had to accept the fact that I would be registering as a registered sex offender for the rest of my life and that life would be different, significantly different than the way it was when I was acting out, which is a very good thing. Uh, My best thinking got me into this fabulous, absolutely wonderful program. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful I'm a sexaholic. I am grateful that I had to go through that level of pain and suffering to be willing to uh, actually work the steps and be willing to be humble and willing to accept uh, reality. Uh, Reality I was constantly running from, trying to avoid or pretend like didn't exist or pretended like it would get, get better magically. And that did not happen. So anyway, I'm grateful that I can accept the fact that I will spend the rest of my life in a fellowship that has brought me more joy, peace, and happiness than anything in my life. Uh, No work, no house, no any sense of accomplishment that I had before even comes close. It pales in comparison. So I'm just grateful to be accepting one more day of God's grace in my life and grateful to be here. And I'm Tim, sexaholic. Good afternoon, folks. My name is James B., or G-O-B, if you're a paisano, and I'm a grateful recovering sexaholic. Hello. Hello. Uh, uh, the first, my first foray into acceptance uh, was more or less of acceptance that was forced down my throat. I really didn't have a choice about it. And, yeah, I'm talking about my bottoming out experience. My wife uh, had discovered that basically at that time our marriage of 14 years was a complete and utter sham in every sense of the word. Uh, and again, I very much, I got wrapped up in the duplicit life of playing the competent accountant husband who, when he got home, couldn't sit there and get to, uh, his websites fast enough. Uh, and it wasn't until my wife caught me, uh, there was, uh, there were a list of non-negotiables I had to accept. And, uh, one of them was getting into a program like this one, uh, getting a sponsor, working the steps, and absolutely no lies and nothing hid. And I really, I was, but from that forced acceptance came acceptance that really has brought me peace over the time I've been in recovery. Um, through working the program, uh, I found out if I can't accept the fact that I am sick, I am never going to get well. If I cannot accept the fact that I am a hardcore sexaholic, and I am, and I am, I would, sobriety and serenity would elude me. If I couldn't sit there and, uh, respect myself for the, for the unique human being I am, in spite of all these flaws, I would not be able to accept my fellows, nor would I be able to have any type of intimate, true connection with them. And that's what my, that's what my, that's what I've been craving pretty much all along. And, uh, it's far better than the substitutes that I had used for almost four decades. And, and uh, above all, uh, I've come to an ex- accept the fact that if I that if I don't give the benefits of my sobriety away, there's a good chance that I will not keep them. And uh, with that, I will pass.
I'm Brian, and I'm a sexaholic. I'm glad I was in this meeting. I actually have to accept I was thinking I was in a different meeting, but um, <laughs> um, uh, that um, I've learned to accept that, and I'm and I'm glad that I did because um, acceptance is something that um, I've struggled a lot with um, due to the uh, my addiction to uh, pornography. Uh, my marriage is about over. Um, I'm separated from my wife, and uh, she has almost completed what is going to be the paperwork that will make it um, a legal thing after over 20 years of uh, marriage. Um, but um, I, I, I do need to come to accept what what is going on, but so I can I can correct it and uh, and. Um, not well, to lessen the effect of it. Um, I, um, as I said in the previous meeting, um, I, I feel like this fellowship and um, participation in it um, is a lot like insulin is to a type one diabetic whose body doesn't produce any insulin anymore, and so they need to take the insulin regardless of how well they take care of themselves physically. Um, uh, and um, I feel like the um, that until I can I can accept the the fact that um, I have um, some limitations due to things that happened to me as a kid, which I won't go into detail here. But what that did was it isolated me. It um, it cut off my social maturization and. Um, and isolation is um, is a terrible place for anyone in an addiction to uh, be, and uh, and that's where I am right now. And um, and so I'm here to hopefully make a connection um, to the program again and um, become better um, and accept that um, I'm glad I'm here in this particular meeting right now. Thank you. Thanks, Brian. Hi, I'm Howard. I'm a sexaholic. And uh, I'm struggling right now with the acceptance, uh, the the cravings of my addiction uh, and uh, denying them. And uh, it just gets, I just, uh, some days I feel really sad that, you know, I'm just not going to experience that (laughs) pleasure anymore. And um, that just makes me, some days that just makes me sad. <laughs> and uh, it's a, a hard thing to accept. Uh, other days I can feel really like, well, this, you know, this is a better life. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, so I'm just, I'm just surrendering that uh, today because I just feel that uh, I just, you know, that's something I'm struggling with, and I just want to surrender it, that I'm powerless and, uh, over this addiction. So, thank you. Thanks, Howard. Thanks, Howard. Uh, Dan, sexaholic. Hey, everybody. Um, acceptance for me, I guess um, I'm grateful that with this program, I have the ability to 
have to be accepting of what's going on in life. Um, because prior to this program, I couldn't accept things. You know, I was always angry and resentful. Um, I recall one time in my marriage where my wife was having all kinds of health issues and I was really angry and resentful about that and all the stress that it was bringing in life. And, and, uh, and I, and I relapsed, uh, for that reason. Um, and I'm sure there were many other times too, where I, where I was not accepting of what was going on in my life, but I know I carried, uh, uh, a little bit of a, uh, an entitled attitude, you know, like, okay, I'm doing my side of things, you know, now everything's supposed to go my way. Um, and, uh, and it doesn't work that way. And I guess I'm grateful. I have all kinds of chaos going on now with my, uh, relationship with my wife. It may or may not end in divorce, um, for a variety of reasons. Uh, some of which are, are my fault. And, uh, and I lost a business in the last year. I'm transitioning to a new business. So I'm getting hit by all this stress. But thanks to this program, I have the ability to say, okay, you know, that's happening. You know, that's fine. But I don't need to deal with it uh, by acting out and making it worse. And unfortunately, I had to act out, act out and make it worse, uh, you know, previously to kind of get that through my head, you know. So, um, so I'm grateful, you know, that I can get through these kinds of situations and, uh, with some measure of, you know, peace and joy and serenity and at least doing my side of the street. So I'm not finding myself, uh, out on the internet or finding myself in jail or for sure in a divorce or whatever it might be that my addict could come up with. Pass. Thanks, Dan. Thanks. I'm Zachary. I'm a sexaholic. Uh, I guess I'm glad to be here. Uh, I, the, the acceptance thing is something I need to work on. And it always ticks me off when I hear that reading from the back of the big book and the stories, acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. And one thing I, I need reminding of, which one of the previous shares mentioned, was that... I can be sad about something. I can be angry about something. I grew up learning, whether my parents intended to teach that or not, that acceptance means squashing your feelings and at least being neutral about it, if not happy. My my dad, I mean, he would say it. like He definitely grew up in the 60s. I would just be so mad. And he'd say, you just got to mellow out, man. And... Uh, it, if he ever hears that this recording, I mean, he'd, he'd know that specifically it's, it's his Zachary that's talking. It, and I didn't have the words for it, but I, I, looking back on it, it's like, well, how do I do that? How do I calm down? How do I squash this feeling? Because I'm really upset right now. And being reminded that I can have my feelings and still accept something is is a thing that can happen rather than thinking I need to act out so that my feelings can get squashed because some unacceptable thing to me has happened now. And so I'm really glad I came and heard what I needed to hear. Thanks, y'all. Hey, guys. My name is Isaac. I'm a very grateful recovering sex addict. 
I'm in this uh, program seven years, you know, and uh, I think the level of serenity and happy and joyous freedom I have is is based on what kind of acceptance I have during that particular moment. Seven years ago, I entered this program. Uh, my wife found out what I was doing, and uh, I had to accept that I was a, rec- a sex addict at the time. I had to accept that, and it took me a while. Seven years of sobriety later, I had to accept the fact that that was not good enough to save the marriage. So I got divorced about six months ago. Um, that was hard to accept. You know, I worked a tough program. At least I think I, I still do. It wasn't good enough. You know, I'm pretty big believer in nothing happens in God's world by mistake. Um, God has a better plan, you know, and I have to accept that whether I can see it or not. Right. You know, um, I'm going out with a magnificent girl right now. Um, you know, you kind of see the blessings come. God has a plan. Even today, I checked in. Well, I tried to check in. We got into the hotel about 12 o'clock. I'm a Hilton Diamond member. I felt I was deserving of getting a room, whether it was available or not. <laughs> it was not available. No rooms were available. I have to accept that. You know, it's a day-in, day-out process. You know, you can plan and, and try to work things out, but if things don't work out, acceptance is, is so important. And uh, if I can accept things, I'm in a good place. If not, well, you know, I think sometimes God does test us with that. Let's see how well you're doing. Let's see if you can accept this. Thanks a lot, Michelle. My name is Dave. I'm a sexaholic. Um, the thing that I need to accept right now the most is that I need to, uh, wherever I am and what stage of my life, I am always going to need this program. Um, I'm very grateful. I've started to date some. And it's been less free, and it's, I'm very grateful for that. But um, um, you know, I keep telling myself, oh, maybe after I'm married, I, I won't need to be in this program anymore. But if I'm married and not in this program, I'm going to act act the exact same way. I do when I'm single and in this program, and that's um, uh, uh, in my addiction. And um, uh, I have to realize that, that that doesn't change. That that's something I have to be willing to, you know, if I end up getting married someday, uh, that I have to share with someone. Uh, and that I'll always need this program. Um, so that's what I'm trying to accept right now. Um, thanks for listening. Hi, my name is Yodi from New York, sexaholic. I like the topic of acceptance, uh, no matter, has uh, not only that I'm a sexaholic, but just life and situations as they are. Um, before I came into program, I had a three-month period where I was not feeling well till I had to go up onto medication, anxiety, and stress, and depression. And I claimed it because I was not in program. So now after three years being in program, and the whole cycle started again, which went on for three months, almost four months. I was starting to feel that it's unfair. Now, I don't have any excuse why I should feel that way. I mean, I'm working a good program and three years sober. I mean, what's, what's going on now? And now everything fell apart. Um, so that's one. The other thing is with my boss, with my job, contract, losing my contract, very frustrating and I feel like 
here's really the test where I need to work on acceptance is acceptance is not just program and not just that I'm a sexaholic and I need to do my daily duties in program, but it is on every single day and every single moment, whatever comes my way. And when the test comes, then it's really hard. I could say the acceptance every single day when everything goes pretty well or, you know, when I get agitated on my son or something like that, when the test comes or when I start feeling sick and I don't have patience to anything, it really comes. Last week, on the beginning of this week, I was totally sick and I was trying to get agitated because I'm going to come to a convention. I paid a lot of money and I'm not going to feel well. How is it going to be? It made me even more crazier. I'm grateful that I got different medication. I feel a lot better. It's only when I start surrendering and letting God run the show. Then I had a good talk with my boss, and he also said the same thing. Um, that's not the end of the game. We'll keep you regardless because I'm a partner. It's just in my head. When I surrender and I let God run the show, he does a really good job. Thanks for letting me share. Hi, my name is Zevi. I'm a sexaholic. Um, one of the biggest gifts that I've gained from this program is certainly the idea of acceptance. I certainly did not grow up with that concept. It was a brand new concept to me. And what I've learned over the years in, in program is there are many different levels of acceptance. It's not a one-time thing. There's diff- many layers that I need to do that. And in the beginning, what really helped me was, you know, like, why am I a sexaholic and no one else is? Or how can I do these things? Or how did I do this to my wife? And I, what really helped me was, you know, and I, I, I say this many times, but it really resonates with me. God never called me into a board meeting and said, you know, you're about to be born. Who would you like your parents to be? What kind of personality would you like to have? Would you like to be a drug addict or a sex addict? What would you like your MOs to be? Uh, you know, on and on and on. I, I never went shopping for these things. And either I could believe that I'm a, you know, I'm a printing mistake or I could believe that God does not make mistakes. And he custom tailored my life exactly how I need to be. And the items, the things that, you know, shame for me is lack of acceptance that, you know, I'm not wearing the life that I want to have. And acceptance it has absolutely uh, brought me to more peace, to be at, you know, comfortable in my own skin. But I've also found another level of acceptance. I found people in this program and very, you know, close friends who there's almost nothing I, I don't know, there's almost nothing. There's nothing I can tell them that will make them accept me any less. And where else in the world can I do that? You know, being vulnerable. My biggest fear is if you really know what's going on in my head, then I'll be rejected. I'll be unaccepted. And every time I walk through that fear and I could be vulnerable and really bear my soul and share my thoughts and my feelings with someone else in the program, I've never, I've never experienced rejection. I've only experienced not just tolerance, but embracing. Not that, okay, that's fine, but rather I know exactly how that feels. And that's a, a different level of acceptance. So the whole idea of acceptance is certainly has been a, a blessing and a gift. Hi, everybody. My name is Bob Ford. I'm a real sexaholic. Hey, Bob. My sponsor had been sober about 25 years when his 
company moved out of town. They offered him his job, but he had to move to Chicago, where he would not have been able to live. His wife was getting nearly in. Uh, his wife was going insane and ended up in a hospital. And he was talking to me about acceptance. And, and he said, "Bob, I've been in this thing 25 years, and I've been doing it all wrong." If you listen to the story of Paul O. in the AA book and acceptance is the answer to all, that's not the answer. In the serenity prayer, we ask God to grant us, which means to give with no expectation of repayment, enough serenity to accept the things we can't change. We ask God to give us enough serenity to accept the things that we can't change. And he said, now the problem there is those things are still there. I'm accepting them, but I still don't like them. I have enough serenity to accept them. And it's made a huge change in my life as I go through going, you know, I don't have to accept this. I just have to ask God for enough serenity to do so. Now, of course, we also ask for courage and, most importantly, for guys like me, wisdom. Thank you. Hi, I'm Chris, sexaholic. I'm working on accepting right now... um, the fact that I can feel uncomfortable and that's, that's okay. Uh, I think that was a big part of, uh, my control was like assuming that if, if there was conflict in the world, if I was anxious or if there was, uh, something even that, you know, just seemed like it'd be a little bit better. I had to, that was the things I had to change. Um, and that, that I'm learning today is, is not the case. And in fact, I'm getting this kind of strange, uh, affection for uncom- feeling uncomfortable because when I'm feeling uncomfortable, that generally means I'm in reality. <laughs> and I, I just, it's one of the few reliable signs that I have is like, okay, yeah, I'm feeling uncomfortable. That, that probably means I'm dealing with something that's uh, uh, not in my fantasy world. Uh, cause my fantasy world didn't leave me uncomfortable. My fantasy world left me, you know, Terrified, enslaved, and isolated, but it didn't make me uncomfortable uh, for some reason. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm just grateful that my life is a little bit richer right now, uh, and not because everything's going my way. But so, thanks. Good afternoon. My name is Dovi, and I'm a recovering sex addict. So this topic of acceptance for me, uh, to the level of acceptance is the level of progress I can make in this program. And uh, resisting acceptance is where, where I slow down. So you know, when it comes to surrendering, you know, to me, they the kind of interchangeable to accept and to surrender, because I can't surrender something. If I don't accept it, I, I resist it. Uh, for me, particularly, is you know, MOs. Uh, I can't accept my MOs. It's a, a difficult time accepting that you know I'm attracted to guys. You know, that's a uh, something for me. Going into programs and uh, just throughout my life, it's not something that I ever appreciated. And uh, you know, my will was to eradicate it instead of accepting it and then coming into program and to the level that I can say, hey, this is, you know, this is the way God created me. And, uh, I can accept that this is, you know, that, that this is who I am. 
And to the level I can accept that, to the completeness that I can accept that, it's a level that I can let it go and say that, okay, this is, uh, this is how I feel. This is what I want to do. This is, but, you know, I, you know, this is how my body feels, but that's not what I, what I want. And that's not what God wants for me. So to me, it's, it's, uh, there's always another level of acceptance. There's always one more level. I can accept things face value. I can, you know, the fact that I walked into program for the first time is a, you know, a level of acceptance. But, you know, the, the second level and the third level and, and to be, just get more comfortable with, you know, who I am. And, uh, you know, you know that for me, every, you know, the further I, the, the deeper I dig in that, uh, the more valuable my recovery becomes. Thank you. Good afternoon, friends. My name is David Prophet, and I, too, am a real sexaholic. <laughs> Grateful to be here with you guys today and, and gals. Um, my sponsor is fond of saying or instructing me to look for teachers, not, not for students, but I, I don't always do that very well, so here I am up here in front of you. Um, <laughs> I had a thought about acceptance uh, a little bit ago, and it, it Dawn on me is more of a visualization, right? And then I looked up the definition of acceptance because I had this one circled as one of the meetings I might might come to today. <laughs> it's amazing how this stuff kind of comes together for us. These aha moments. Uh, acceptance, the definition says to, to recognize something as either true, valid, or real. It doesn't say that I have to like any of it. It just says to recognize. So we're sitting in a, a lobby area before this started and trying to figure out where we're supposed to go. And I looked on the map and I said, you are here. That is acceptance to me, right? To, to recognize I am here. And I can't change what I don't first accept. Glad to be here and sober. Thank you. Thanks, <clears throat> Two quick ones or one long one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Keith and I'm a sexaholic. In my uh, in my start on, on acceptance was when I first came into these rooms and I was saying I'm Keith and I'm a sexaholic, which seemed to indicate that there was some acceptance on my part at the time that I made that statement that I knew that I was a sexaholic, and accepted that. Not quite true, because I was always saying yeah I'm Keith I'm a sexaholic, but not like the rest of you guys. Um, I was there was always something that kind of held me back from that. And it wasn't until I got really honest with myself, which took several years uh, being in the rooms. I mean, I've I've been in these rooms almost well, about seven years now, and I've got a little over a year and a half or almost a year and a half of sobriety. Uh, but it wasn't until I really got honest with myself about what I had been doing, what I did, because um, I was holding back. Uh, there were things that I thought I was going to take to the grave with me uh, that I almost did. Um, but fortunately, you know, I decided it was better to, to divulge everything to my wife uh, that I hadn't divulged before. That, and it was at that point that I really, I think, truly came to acceptance of what I was, that I was a sexaholic. 
and that I would always have that. So it wasn't for me. It was it was a situation where I had to be honest, not only with those people around me, with with you guys and my wife and my family, but also with myself, because it, acceptance. I could not accept anything about my sexaholism until I was honest about about it with me that that's what I was doing and that's what I was. Thanks. Uh, Gary, Recovering Sexaholic. I really uh, like the term forced acceptance. I've not heard that one before, and I could that uh, really resonated with me. I was forced to accept this at at uh, at first, so uh, that's something I plan to share with a lot of people going down the road. It's uh, uh, yeah, it is what it is, but it was forced on me. It, I certainly didn't come into this program willingly. Um, really glad it happened, and uh, my check in the home club oftentimes say I'm grateful for discovery. I uh, wouldn't recommend the route to anybody, but I am grateful that it happened. So, Okay, our closing script. Anything you've heard at this meeting is strictly the opinion of the individual participant. Let's all stand, and uh, we'll pick uh, step three, the I version. Um, after a moment of uh, silent meditation, we could all join hands as well. Third step prayer. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me, to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self, that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties, that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help. Thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Keep coming back. It works if you work it. It's worth it. So work it. Well done, guy. One heart. Okay, so I've got, I, I count 37 when I did, but it's close enough. Okay. Were you close to that number? I had 42 at one point. Okay. Cause they, they I thought I had 21 and 21, but yeah, they were coming and going. That's somewhere in the ballpark. That would be probably impossible to be uh, yeah. accurate. Just have to it, accept that. It, it helps with the, <laughs> the reporting afterwards uh, to get an idea of how the session would have been. Very well organized. Yeah. And we're done with two minutes of spare. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.